Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, a podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. I am Austin Wilson, Research Analyst at Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. And I'm Josh Robb, Director of Wealth Management at Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. Austin, how can people help us with our podcast? Number one, if you're not subscribed already, we'd love it if you would. And number two, go to our website, theinvesteddads.com, and sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified each and every Thursday when our new episode drops, as well as have a link and some show notes and everything. So go do that. But... Today, we're going to be talking about a question that is often discussed. Yes. Does money buy happiness, Josh? Yeah. And we're going to dive deep into that because there's a lot to that in Sounds describing like a loaded happiness. Question. And is money really that key to happiness? You know, the answer most people think of is, yeah, if I had more money, I'd be happier, right? And that's just kind of the general consensus of most people when you think, man, if I just had a little bit more money, things would be better. Yeah. But we're going to find out there's more to it than meets the eye. There is more to it. Yep. And we're going to start by looking back. There's been some people smarter than me doing some research on this stuff. That's hard to find. There's there's a it's a easy (laughs) way to fill that one. So are you saying we're going to get academic? We're going to get some academic research in 2010 at Princeton University, and they found that day to day happiness rose as annual income increased, but anything above seventy five thousand dollars, your happiness leveled off. Okay. And you didn't get much happier after that. So it was the incremental that much, happiness yes. slows down. Yeah, or about a hundred and some thousand dollars today by their study. Okay. Now, in twenty twenty one, the University of Pennsylvania did research and they found that happiness does continue to go up well beyond that seventy five thousand dollar threshold from the original Princeton study. So what you're telling without me without any kind of plateau. Is that there is a discrepancy. There is data. a little bit. So the Two people that were instrumental in each of those got together and did what's called an adversarial collaboration, which Ooh. sounds like two words that don't go together. Yeah, it's like people that hate each other were getting together. together. <laughs> and they were joined by a Penn Integrates Knowledge University professor. Okay. She was the arbiter. And they got together and looked at their stuff, collaborated and did a new paper. And they found that on average, larger incomes are associated with an ever-increasing level of happiness. Okay. So you say, oh, so Princeton was wrong. No, no. Uh Uh-oh. As they looked into the actual details, more to it than that, right? Happiness is not just defined by an income threshold. And so the relationship within that person's life mattered a lot, right? Very complex. Unhappy people at any income level struggle to gain happiness, especially above the $100,000 mark, which again, when you look at inflation, that $75,000 threshold, they kind of were moving that up. And so this is a quote from Killingsworth, which was one of the two professors that were doing this, said, in the simplest terms, this suggests that for most people, larger incomes are associated with greater happiness. The exception is people who are financially well-off, but unhappy. For instance, if you're rich and miserable, more money will not help. For everyone else, more money was associated with higher happiness to somewhat varying degrees. So back to your point, it yes. is it is largely dependent on your mindset yes. and how you're feeling about your life yep. rather than just an arbitrary dollar amount. Yes. And that's really what it comes down to. So if you're not happy at $50,000, doubling your income to $100,000 because of your mindset and outlook 
doesn't add much more happiness. You're already unhappy. Yes. You're going to be unhappy. Yes. But if you're a person who's content or happy at $50,000, if you get bumped to $100,000, your happiness does go up. Okay. In fact, for that middle income grouping especially, there was kind of an exponential. They were able to utilize more income to increase their happiness, which is pretty cool to see. Because they were already happy and they were using the additional income to yes. buy things that would make them even more fulfilled, yes. and more happy gonna, and all of that. And we're going to talk a lot about that after the dad joke where money and happiness are correlated, but money is a tool to utilize for happiness. That's not the only factor that attributes to your happiness. Gotcha. So let's do a dad joke and then we're going to get into the more... How about a dad joke three? Oh. A triple dad joke. That will like that will increase my happiness. I know. That's what that I'm will. trying to do, Josh. Yes. So three dad jokes okay. coming at you. Triple, I'm ready. Triple header. Here. I'm ready. What did the alpaca say to his date? Ooh, I don't know. Want to go on a picnic? Alpaca lunch. Alpaca lunch. Classic. Like it. All right. Here's another animal related one okay. for you. What do you get if you cross an angry sheep with a moody cow. Ooh, angry sheep with a moody cow. I don't know. You get an animal that's in a bad mood. Oh, man. Two sounds. Two that's animals. That's pretty good, sounds. right? I like it. And last but not least, what do you call a penguin in the White House? I don't know. Lost. Oh, yeah. That was just make lost. Sense. Yeah. I, just lost. I guess that's true. They good stuff there. They don't so, need yes, to be there. The dad joke of the week turned into three dad jokes of the Very week. Very good. Because My happiness factor. Josh's happiness really matters okay. here. So now we're going to talk about this. All right. So. We've learned from these studies, and again, most people would associate that, yes, if I had more money, I think I would be happier. It doesn't always play out because with more money comes more responsibilities and different stress levels. Yep. But in general, people who are happy or content, if they do get more income, their happiness level does go up. It just makes sense, right? Now, it's a tool. Here are some things that money does help improve. And it just, again, makes sense. Yep. If I have more money, I have better access to healthcare and those True. different things that would provide better longevity. We see that the higher income people actually have longer life expectancies. Well, that could be due to A, healthcare, but B, even things like uh, food. Yeah, better choices. Better food, you can better options. Healthier options, yeah. yes. If I have more income, I have better education opportunities and better housing mm-hmm. opportunities, which results in a safer family. And you know, if I'm in a good place and have access to good education, I improve my generational Oh, absolutely. Happiness, because they're going to have those opportunities long-term. So money does help in those situations. How you use your money is Mm -hmm. also very important. And so these research things that we saw in throughout other psychology reviews and sociology stuff that looks at people said, how you spend your money dictates happiness. People who use their money for experiences report being happier than people who use it for material things. Gotcha. So if I'm using it for a trip a family trip that we're going to go and spend time together versus I'm buying a new car. Those drive more happiness doing that family trip. I think of the uh, the old saver spender thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't have numbers on this. This is just coming okay, to me this right is now. making it up. But as you discuss, and we've discussed many times, spenders often love the experience side of things. Yes. And they may have a bit more of the natural happiness because of that. I would say that. Than the true. savers would have because yeah. they're not getting the yeah. same experience in that way. Yeah. yeah. If you think about the derogatory terms for a spender and a saver, they're worse for the saver, right? You yeah. Know, if you're you're um, a saver and they look at your you know penny pincher or. You start working your way down, right? Yeah. I'm I'm thrifty. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> then you move into cheap or just you know 
not a nice person. I know. Right? You get there. But if you're an overspender, it's like, oh, man. You move down to responsible? I don't know. I, you just like, <laughs> oh, you just overspend. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I think they're seen as enjoying life more because yeah. they are uh, spending. But, yeah. And then the second piece of how you use your money is the people who take their extra income and utilize it to help drive their sense of purpose are happier. Yeah. Again, this is common sense when you think about it. And the idea there is no matter how much money you have, unless you have a sense of purpose in your life and have a reason for what you're doing, happiness is probably something you're always trying to reach for and can't achieve. Absolutely. And I, you know, you and I, we've had conversations about these, these type of things and, you know, it doesn't matter your income or your wealth. You can see happy people who have found their purpose in life and are, are doing that. Yep. You know, there's, you look at people who, whatever the profession is, and I'm going to say teachers, cause that's a, I think a great example of, of somebody who's very vastly underpaid right. for the value they provide. You can have some very happy teachers who are fulfilling their sense of purpose yeah. and not making a ton of money. Yeah. And so, you know, I look at that and I say, okay, that's really the sense of happiness is not how much money do I have or how much money has grown. It's, am I doing the thing that, makes me feel fulfilled. Right. And if money comes along with that, even more so, yeah. right? That's kind of the the end result. Or when we look at retirees and this is, you know, who we deal with a lot is once you've accumulated wealth and are transitioning out of that working career, the ones that are happiest in retirement are also the ones that say, I know that thing that's going to drive me going forward. When I don't have to get up for work, what is that thing that's going to make me want to get up in the morning? Right. That purpose is huge. And we've talked about that. We had Scott Miller on, and he has that life coaching program that he's doing, and he spends a lot of time on that. And I think that matters more so than money. Absolutely. Is my sense of happiness is, do I have a reason? Do I have a purpose? Do I know what it is that drives me every day? So yeah, does I, money buy you happiness? The answer is Yes. It does to a point. It depends on, yeah, a lot of other yes. factors as we talked yes. about. I think you hit the nail on the head when yeah. it comes to why are you getting up in the morning, right? Yeah. That brings up a lot of purpose that can drive the way you feel about your life in general. And if you have that purpose, and for a lot of people that we talk to in our lives, you know, that revolves around their faith or their family or their, some of it, some people, it is their career, but they have a reason to get up and go put two feet on the ground and, and get it done that day. And those people are going to have they're going to have the outlet that as yep. as they do get more income, yep. they're going to find a use for it that is positive. Mm-hmm. So if if things like your faith are something that's very important to you, as you get more income, maybe that just lets you be more generous. Yes. That allows you to give back more. If it's your family, same sort of thing. As your income goes up, you have more opportunities to spend more time, more special events, more trips, more, more maybe it's an experience or some sort of vacation with your family, more memories. And I think that those are some things that we can definitely say that we understand that side of mm-hmm. of the does money buy happiness. Well, that would be a yes if you have more money and those are high priorities in your life. That's going to mm-hmm. increase your, your overall happiness if you have more money. But I think if you just wake up every day and you don't have that, you don't have that direction, you don't have that sense of purpose like you're talking about, I think you're really going to struggle even with more money. Yeah. So then the question becomes, all right, if money is just a tool that helps me get more happiness how do I find this as a purpose? If that's really what drives happiness, if the unhappy person with no sense of purpose can't get happier or much happier with more money, right. I really need to focus more on the purpose. Yeah. So how do you find that sense of purpose? Well, there's a couple of things that you do. First of all is stop and look back and say, what are the things that I enjoy doing 
that provide value to myself, family, or others, right? That's a, a good starting point because there are a lot of things out there that can provide purpose. But if I don't enjoy doing them, am I really going to be happy? Right. So start with that. And then one thing that we've done, that I've done, is when you ask people close to you to define some of my strengths or what they see in me, that can help direct you too. Because sometimes you can be blinded or have blinders on to what some talents you have or some things you're good at. Because you, you know, for instance, I do certain things that my assumption always was, well, everybody can do that. So it's not that special, or unique. Right. And then other people say, well, no, that's actually not true. You may think it because it's natural to you, but not everybody is the same way. Yeah. And then finding out from others where there's opportunities, you know, there's like working through that and then trying things out. There's, there's nothing wrong with trying something and saying, that's no, not exactly what I thought oh, yeah. and trying something else. And then so once you find that sense of purpose, when do you pursue it? Is that something that's a retirement thing? It depends, or, I would say, also. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm of the mindset that, depending on what that sense of purpose is, yeah. you probably can do throughout something. your life. Yeah, something with Maybe it not full-time, but maybe be involved in some way. So, for instance, I, I do enjoy coaching. I've coached many different sports and many different teams, and that is something that drives me, makes me happy, and a sense of purpose in my life. Can I do it full-time right now? No. Yep. But I can do it in limited amounts with my kids in situations and that it gives me enough sense of purpose from that piece of my life that I'm happy because I do that. So And you kinda get to do that with your job too. I do get I do get a coach and help people yep. as well. And that's you know, helping people I think is the if I dug even deeper, that's like the coaching why. is this yeah, even yeah. farther down is is there. And yeah, so finding ways that do that is is awesome. So purpose is more important than money. And money can help improve your happiness if used correctly. And so overall, I think between you and I, you know, we work with a lot of people, all different levels of income and wealth, and there's no set happiness threshold, you know, for any of those. And so I think it's been proven in my own life, having watched people that money can help improve your happiness, but it doesn't buy. Yeah, it's not the silver bullet. Nope. It's not the answer. It is a thing that can help supplement the mm-hmm. other great things that you have going yep. on. Sounds right? good. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, discussing that with us today, Josh. And thank you, listeners, for listening. As a reminder, if you have any questions about your financial situation, maybe you are looking for some help, some guidance, feel free to email us at hello at theinvestedads.com or check out the Invest With Us tab on our website. And if you had someone asking you the question, hey, does money buy happiness? Or you asked the question yourself, and you thought someone else might find some value in that, share this episode with them, with your friends and family. And as a reminder, always, we would love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And uh, follow our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. There may even be a Twitter poll out there asking the question, does money buy happiness? Right. So be sure to go vote on that poll. And until next Thursday, have a great week. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads Podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. 
Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.